Testing. 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 Boy, Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Being Girl. You're listening to Being Girl. <laughs> um, and happy, happy Black History Month. It's mm-hmm. February. You'll be listening to this on February 5th. And the first Friday in February. Um, are you guys excited for February? Yeah. Um, any month is better than January in my head. So. Really? January is my least favorite month of the year. Hmm. Okay, so we're going to do an icebreaker question. Um, the question is, are you a morning or a night shower and why? I'm a female. <laughs> I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna be a troll. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. I was the. Re- I was thinking of a troll. Or oh really? <laughs> um, I'm definitely. I take my showers at night. I will take a shower whenever I feel like it. <laughs> I don't really have. I guess like no, but it really depends. Pandemic, then it's a little bit different because now it's like. Yeah, um, morning or night, you take a shower whenever, because exactly, yeah. you're always home. Well, that's true, yeah, yeah. If but I'm home, I guess pre, or like... Yeah, pre-COVID. Or if you're working and have to go outside for work, then I'm an evening shower. I kind of feel like night. morning showers, like, it's cute. It's nice, know? it wakes you up. But you're going to need shower again if you leave your house and touch dirty things, in my head anyways. Like, I just kind of, I don't know. Mm-hmm, I think in the summer it's nice if it's hot it's like you know in the summer cool. is two and showers and then shower yeah. again but like you know. two showers yeah, yeah in the summer oh I guess because you, your jobs were always pretty low impact when we but, worked oh for the city MG, no oh, two showers a day like, minimum oh. I did three showers once but why are you doing two showers a day like you go to work you already clean if you shower the night and then you come back because you just want to shower because it's hot. It's hot. In the morning? Yeah. yeah. I've never but also our shifts ended morning. like at 3. So you would come home and shower at you 3. And then it's like still hot at like a time. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, for the most part, I'm a night shower. It's never been I that hot for me. I can, like it's occasional when I'm taking two showers In Jamaica, day. did you take two showers? No. Really? Daddy said that. You're such a cool cucumber though. Yeah, she's general. always cold. Yeah, and I'm not a morning person, so true. You're not I'm gonna not get waking out of... up additionally. Or like if it like now because I'm home, I can shower in the mornings. Like, but not when you have to wake up early and then go to. You work. shower in the mornings, After like on Sundays. Out, yeah. I, oh yeah, true. You shower on Sundays. I remember when we used to get up to go to church, and I was like always hopping in the shower. No, no, like 10 occasionally, occasionally, <laughs> very occasionally. Well, it means more than ten. It's not. Um, okay, what's your most used emoji? Like, like of all time or recently? Recent, like, go on your phone. What's the your number most used? one? Do you know yeah. yours? Do you know yours? I don't know mine. So um, we're all going to go off That's so finicky, though. It really just depends on the conversation that you're having. And I'm an overuser of yeah, emojis same. type of person. Okay, what's yours, Jay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The laughing face. 
No, but which one? Because there's a quite a few. The standard you, you one where it's paint a picture. The laughing face. No, yeah, mouth that's, open. Jay, that's crime laughing. Because some people yeah, use yeah, like that. This one. Oh yes, yeah, so I'm gonna tell you. So okay. the mouth is open, and then one tear drop on from both eyes. Crying laughing. Crying laughing. That's mm-hmm. yours. That's Janelle's. Oh yeah. What's yours? Me. Mm-hmm. I'm the crying one. Oh my god, same. I'm the crying one. Like, like the streams, streams of, of tears. tears. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I'm do that for me. After that one, then I'm the crying, laughing one, and then I'm the sunglasses. I'm the like, oh my god, I'm the sunglasses too. <laughs> oh, I do the, well, you the have hands and smile and hands. All of hers are hearty, lovey, yeah. lovey stuff. What? I'm, no I'm the. I actually <laughs> sent these. Hearts. I sent these in comments. I, I love, love the You're new emoji. That's a smile and a tear. A tear? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking, uh, kicking off February, talking about friendships. You could already tell by the title, but it's what do healthy friendships look like? And it's a lesson, a lesson in true friendship. Like, this is for every single person. Um, I think no matter, just like the rest of life and in every other area, in relationship with God and with any other thing, there's always room to grow. So no one's a perfect friend right now. And I don't think we'll ever necessarily be perfect friends because we'll never be perfect people. But we're going to look at how we can be, um, or like, what does true friendship look like anyways? And we're going to start with looking at, well, the whole podcast is going to be based off the Bible. Um, we're going to look at different scriptures. We're also going to talk about our own personal experiences and just like life in general um, and how the social media portrays friendships and like what, how does that correlate with true friendship? All right. Take it away, Ari. So first things first, I'm the realist. No, um, first things first, we're going to look at Jonathan and David in the Bible. Some friend, or they were known to be very close friends. Uh, so we're going to go with First Samuel nineteen verse one to four. I'll read it first in NLT version and then the ESV version. So verse one says, Saul now urged his servants and his son Jonathan to assassinate David, but Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him what his father was planning. Tomorrow morning, he warned him. You must find a hiding place out in the fields. I'll ask my father to go out there with me, and I'll talk to him about you. Then I'll tell you everything I can find out. The next morning, Jonathan spoke with his father about David, saying many good things about him. The king must not sin against his servant David, Jonathan said. He's never done anything to harm you. He has always helped you in any way he could. So that was the NLT version. And then I'll keep reading down to verse 7 in the ESV. So Saul speaking, Saul is Jonathan's dad, and Saul and Jonathan are having a conversation. Um, and Saul, the king, says he wants to kill David. Um, Jonathan here has a conflict of interest because David is his friend, but Saul's his dad. So then Jonathan says um, to David that his dad wants to kill him. So being a good friend, he says, be on your guard in the morning, stay in the secret place, and hide yourself. Um, Jonathan then says, I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak to my father about you. And if I learn anything, I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father. 
spoke well of David to Saul his father and said to him, Let the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his deeds have brought good to you. So that was verse 4. And then verse 5, um, so Jonathan keeps going and says to his dad, For he, he being David, took his life in his hand, and he struck down the Philistine, Goliath the giant, and the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan, his son. Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan reported to him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. There's a long couple of verses, but there's a good um, example of friendship. Uh, like I said, Jonathan was Saul's son and kind of has a conflict of interest. Like on one hand, his dad, who he is close to and loves and respects, him being the king as well, wants to kill his friend. Then on the other hand, David is his friend and he recognizes the good David has done for the people of Israel. Um, so Jonathan is able to speak on David's behalf and defend him to his dad and essentially take on the role of a mediator between them. Um, and because he valued David as a friend, he refused to hurt him. I think that's like a good example and a good like starting point for friendship. Like it doesn't matter what people are saying about the friend that you may have, even if it's people you're close to, like his dad, he wasn't afraid to, you know, go against what his dad was trying to do and defend his friend. So that's a good example of friendship there, if you ask me. But what do I know? Anyone have any thoughts? Okay. So mm-hmm. when he, the first Samuel 19, I guess David and Jonathan are like the, when I was trying to think of, I want to base this off the Bible, that was the first thing that popped into my head because they're the, they're the only like, <coughs> they're, the big, they're the biggest, Um, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head that there was like a good, um, there's a lot of scripture talking about someone's friendship, and it's only David and Jonathan, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, First Samuel 19, when John, it talks about when Jonathan and David first met each other, and it says that Jonathan loved David as himself. Like the ESV even says it's like he loved David as his own soul. Mm-hmm. So like the love was it was like a deep love, mm-hmm. and it kind of connects back to God's commandment that his second commandment to us, the number one is that we should love God with all of our heart and our mind and our entire being. But then the second commandment is that we should love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. So he did for, he did what, I guess for what day, what he, everything he did for David would be things that I guess he would want people to do for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I found this snippet or like it's from hungerforjesus.net they have like an article on looking at david and jonathan's friendship and how we, you can learn lessons about friendship through their story um so it says that a true friend will rejoice and celebrate your victory with you so when he david fought goliath and won that battle jonathan gave his armor he gave like he gave him a bunch of things and like he couldn't defeat Goliath. No one else could, but he wasn't jealous or like envious of the fact that David could, Mm -hmm. but he rejoiced with him. He rejoiced in David's success and they were, he was happy for David. Um, so real friends, they won't be jealous of you. They're happy to see you as a friend doing well around them. Jonathan gave his, like I said, his armor and everything. 
And they're not jealous because, and they are able to celebrate you because they understand that God has a purpose and a plan for everyone. Mm-hmm. A true friend delights in you. They like you for who you are, not because of what you have. Not when you are rich or when life is good, but when life gets tough, their friendship with you doesn't change. They don't all of a sudden appear when life is going well and disappear when life gets tough. They don't like you because others like you or not. Others' opinion doesn't change their opinion about you. Like Ariel mentioned, the opinion of that Saul had, it was a twisted opinion because Saul was going through his own thing of David. And even though Saul was his father, he didn't allow that to influence his relationship with David. Um, he liked David for who he was, whether his father Saul liked David or not did not change him. A true friend will speak well of you. They won't tell you all the lovely things and go and tell people bad things about you. They won't go and tell your business to the world. They have a heart to see you do well. Um, and that again, we see in first Samuel 19 verse four, the Bible says that Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul. He said, let not the king sing against his servant against David because he has not sinned against you. A true friend is not selfish. They want you to have other friends too. They don't want you to want you for themselves because they care about you. Even if it means you have to move away from them because of an issue, they are happy for you and will remain your friend. And that's kind of alluding to when Jonathan sent David away because he cared more for David's own safety than mm-hmm. for David than to be in David's company. Yeah. He told David the truth about what his dad was planning and then um and told David to kind of move away for now. And Jonathan wasn't selfish and told he instead told David the truth just for David's safety. Um and basically the writer ends up saying do I take all this criteria? The truth is I don't take all this criteria. And I've learned that the more I spent time in prayer and, and asked God to show me and mold me, the more I learned to love. And seeking God has definitely made changes in valuing mm-hmm. friendships and treating others how I would like to be treated. So I really like that whole passage because it's it's pretty real. Like you could take snippets and actually apply it to everyday life. And the reality is like I like how he said at the end, like, we don't all meet every single criteria for a perfect or a true friend, but there's always room to grow and improve. And the, the beauty about it is we can discuss, like, what a good friend looks like and how we can actually be better and look at introspect other lives and see how we can be better as friends to the people that we call friends or that call us friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I even think, I even think that... Um, I was reading um, for Samuel recently, and I was like, wow, you know what? It's actually really surprising that Jonathan and David were not, like, not only friends, but, like, they were so close to the point, like, Janelle said that um, Jonathan loved him as himself, considering that, like, Jonathan should have been the successor to the throne. Like, Mm -hmm. David is his, people would have considered him as his, like, arch what is it nemesis arch nemesis Ar- like literally arch <laughs> i don't know whatever enemy like his direct competition like no way have you like would you ever perceive that you would be mm-hmm. so amicable and such a good standing friendship with someone that is taking the place that mm-hmm. you should have taken that's so like, true that is like it just blew my mind that's like so that's true. the epitome of <laughs> right there like even when he is receiving the benefits that and he quote, and he died like Jonathan yeah. died in battle fighting 
with his father and I forgot but basically I don't think it was like Solomon doing something he wasn't supposed to do but like mm-hmm. he I guess that's why he never ended up I'm scratching that my <laughs> thoughts are all over the place I'll tell you that later <laughs> well anyways um we're just gonna move on now and talk about qualities of um true friends and I guess we're going to be looking at the scripture to assess how true a friend we are. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is kind of like reminding <laughs> me of so those like, quizzes. Like, like oh, shoot. Be, quote, no, like, um, quote, um, whatever. Quote yeah, it doesn't really matter. But like, how, like, what can you identify with? Like, oh, yeah. Do you, like, whatever. Anyways, I'm just. Proverbs 18, 24 says the man of i literally janelle so jay prepped this and um she assigned each of us like a segment i was like why did this girl assign me this scripture like someone's coming for my neck because i literally like i was reading like the scripture a few days ago and i was like oh my gosh yikes like this is Mm -hmm. super convicting and super relevant and god just really brought it back to the forefront through jay anyways Proverbs 18.24 says, this is Amplified Version, the man of too many friends chosen indiscriminately will be broken in pieces and come to ruin, but there is a true loving friend who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother. Actually, psych. That was all of my um, yeah, I was like, huh? intro was for the next verse. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, I feel like this verse is so counter culture because I don't know I feel like there's such an allure to having like a big circle of friends like people like a, being in like the Squad is in a circle of influence with like a number like a lot of people that are going places doing things diversified in their talents and blah 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 and it's just like that's really just all the hype but this scripture is like very very clear clear. it's not about the quantity of friendships it's the quality of friendships and quality of friendship is defined by your consistency to remain in that friendship so like (laughs) your commitment to remain yeah your commitment sorry and your reliability like are you a consistent friend or are you a flaky friend (laughs) are you someone that is reliable it's dependable are you someone and i'm literally preaching to myself um like janelle said we're not all there yet mm-hmm. or nor will we ever be able to be all there but this is just an opportunity for all of us to introspect and think about how where we, where where are we now and how can we be better as friends so yeah yeah and it says like the people who have too many friends that are chosen indiscriminately. That word means like chosen at random and not with careful thought. So the Bible is also saying that you should choose your friends with like, there, there should be Take some care. thought in when you're Which deciding is- to become friends with someone. Which yeah. I do think, I think all of us can be guilty of not really putting that much. Like no Most one has like definitely puts cautious thought into becoming friends mm. with someone. Adding off of Janelle's, or adding on to Janelle's point, um, it's important to choose your friends wisely um, because friendship is like any of God's other gifts. 
um, it's irreplaceable, but like all God's gifts, it matters that we receive and enjoy it God's way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't just be loosely choosing friends. Like you have to be very intentional about why the friends you choose and why. It's because um, any a friendship is a good gift, but only when it fosters and preserves devotion to our one true friend who is Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. Because you want friends that ultimately will bring you closer to Christ or just help you to grow as a person. And like, yeah, a lot of people like to say, yeah, friendship is a gift, so it shouldn't matter how many friends. Like, you know, I could just make friends with anyone. And yes, we're called to love our neighbors ourselves and be friends to all. But you have to be wise about the people you allow closest to you. Just like how, you know, sex is a gift from God, but it's sacred to marriage. Wealth is from God, but only is going to be a gift when you are not greedy and you, you are... That's so true. So with your friendships as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we value friendships in the way. That and I think it just just to clarify, like we're not in the context of friendship. We're not speaking about acquaintances. Yeah. Because I I think that is different. Like our whole basis of what we are considering a friend. If we go back to David and Jonathan, they were kind, they were like brothers. So we're talking mm-hmm. about people who are in your inner circle close, close that are mm-hmm. close to you because mm-hmm. I not all of these. Um, guidelines I think would really apply to acquaintances and just like you know like work friends or just not to say you can't be close with your work friends but obviously we're talking more about this measuring stick is not yeah Yeah. (laughs) like like Janelle said the inner circle because these are the people that are influencing you I guess you Mm -hmm. could say best friends I don't know if people use that but like I don't know but yeah, I feel like you understand. Yeah, you get it. What we're trying to say, you get it. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Gabby. And yeah, and like they say, like if you're someone that's stretched so far, um, if you just like imagine, I don't know, like a rope being pulled at every a single band. or a rope. Can you pull a rope? Yeah, if you stretch it too far, it will snap. Well, I mean, also in multiple different directions. Oh, sure. But yeah, anything, anything that you're kind of just pushing to the limits, and you're. Yeah, not doing in moderation. The like it's cl- like the Bible's clear. It says that person, the man of too many friends, will be broken in pieces and come to ruin. Um, but anyways, Proverbs seventeen verse seventeen is really the scripture that I was talking about. That was coming from my neck. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. <laughs> like the mark of friendship is not during like the happiest of happies, the highs of highs. No, it's l- literally found in the lows of the lows it's and even the midst that, of it's adversity it's you're born for adversity yeah so like that's the, the essence of, of yeah, that's what I mean. like wow mm-hmm. yeah you're... that's mud <laughs> and that amplified um yeah yeah that's that was amplified. amplified yeah honestly that is i think it's a challenge for everyone because and i i see so many times on social media where people are like yeah people are here for the good times but they're not here for the bad times and like mm-hmm. and that's it that is a true indicator that's like an accurate like a time when what people are seeing on social media is actually accurate and bible based mm-hmm. um your close friends are going to be people who are going to be with you in adversity because that's what things. they're supposed to be there for mm-hmm. and that's honestly just been a like this has been a huge like subject of unlearning for me just understanding like the purpose of friendship Mm -hmm. and i like i was reading this devotional and the author says friendship doesn't happen according to our dream world like our ideals um it's not linear it's not static it's not formulaic it is formed between imperfect people among the concrete and messy 
SF realities. Mm -hmm. Biblical friendship is distinct in that it brings grace, forgiveness, and the truth of Jesus into the messiest of realities. Just as marital love is forged in the daily acts of care and selflessness and mundane responsibilities, friendship is formed in real life, in sin, in suffering, mm-hmm. in conflict, mm-hmm. all of it. We don't need to give up on our desire for friendship, only our desire for the immature version of it. Friendships that will be forever fun and easy, laid back, <laughs> waiting for others to serve us and um, have our needs met through other mm-hmm. people. It's like... You are preaching today, like it's absolutely right. Like, if that social media is like, if you don't serve me, I literally laugh every single time I see someone post something like that. Like, it it couldn't be the furthest from the truth that is in the Word of God. Like, the whole purpose of um, friendship, according to the biblical standard, is to serve others and to love and to be selfless and to sacrifice. Yeah. Um, when you were saying the immature definition of friendship, it just reminded me of something I read as well. It's from a devotional, and we'll also link the devotionals too Mm -hmm. if you want to read them. Um, but the author was just talking about the myth that friendship is based on compatibility. And honestly, like, for a long time, I was like, yeah, like, whenever our parents, like, I vividly remember so many conversations with our parents, you know. That would be like, you need to be more friendly with so-and-so or this person, that person. I'm like, yeah, but, like, I love them, like, because they're God's child, but I don't have to be their friend. We're not compatible. <laughs> like, get out of my neck. Um, so when I was reading this devotion, I was like, ooh, I guess, yeah. This is, you know, Mythbusters for me, too. So um, the author was saying, yes, there are some people we have an easier time getting along with. And, like, of course, there's nothing wrong with that because they're just going to be people you naturally are drawn to. Mm -hmm. Um, These are the people who have similar personalities to us with similar preferences and common interests. Building friendships with people who are like us is easy. And it's easy because it doesn't cost us much to love them because they're like us. Mm -hmm. But while while it is not wrong to have compatible friends, it is not an indicator of anything special. Rather, it is the people with whom our personalities and preferences clash the most that force us to exhibit the truest form of love, a sacrificial love, like yeah, Gabby said. Love, like the whole definition of love is sacrifice. If you look at John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave. So your love moves you to action, to give, to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So That's when true. you only are friends with people who are like you, it's so easy. It's, it comes second nature. It's not sacrificial love or, you know, friendship that actually takes anything up from you. To befriend people who aren't like us requires that we set aside our own desires and tendencies to extend friendship to them. This is what Jesus calls us to, extending friendship not just to the people we click with, but to those who rub us the wrong way. Being a friend to all also means befriending those who don't seem to offer us anything in return. Because if we only befriend those who can obviously give something back to us, are we only giving to get Aren't we simply befriending others out of our love for ourselves? Um, (laughs) And it's true. Like you, I've heard so many going back to social media. The things that you see people reading, posting, sorry, and writing, it's like it's so clear they only care about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't make it more clear. You love yourself, so your friendships. Yeah, it was so flawed. It's like we're all just about ourselves. And I get it. Like to some extent, you do have to put yourself first. But the amount of things like this is the year for me, and like one thing that I'm (laughs) out. Do you live in? I don't love you and then listen doesn't match who you are if you rub me the wrong way that's it that's the end like oh my gosh you would not have a relationship with God you've rubbed him the wrong way so many times it's one thing someone doesn't have a relationship with God sure like it's very scary when I see Christians post things like that it's like yeah, you need to match the same energy when you go to God then 
Ask him to rub. Ask him to (laughs) when you rub him the wrong way. (laughs) Or don't expect him to show Show up after you have like messed up a bunch of times. Yeah, it's hard. Honestly, we're not seeing this like it's easy and we're we're perfect. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not not. at the place of wanting to befriend anyone new. No, right now. But that definitely, I can relate to wanting to. Like, only wanting people who are compatible yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, God didn't, but the, I think why the writer is saying, like, it's not just friendships that you're, like, people you're compatible with that you're going to end up being, that you can end up being um, good friends with. Mm-hmm. is because God also orchestrates our friendships as well. Mm-hmm. And he can place, like, I can say that a lot of the friends that I have in my life right now, we don't have the same personalities and like some people we do but mm-hmm. god actually placed me it's there true. and allowed me to have a friendship with that person even but in our own family yeah even in our like, own family we, we have different personalities yeah. but like through everything like we have a solid friendship and relationship because we've like i guess applied, those <laughs> applied some of those principles mm-hmm. without even knowing just mm-hmm. like true. staying true and being there for people even in the lowest of times Mm-hmm. yeah continue yeah and then the last verse that i'm going to talk about is john 15 12 to 13 also amplified version it says this is my commandment that you love i love the amplified version um <laughs> every time they talk about love in the new testament they or i think maybe i'm not sure about the old testament but definitely the new testament i love their translation of love agape love that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another that's the definition mm-hmm. of love in the amplified mm-hmm. version and i love that just as i have loved you mm-hmm. no one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his own life for his friends so we're getting the running theme of selflessness yeah um so we're just continuing with more verses that we can kind of use as a measuring stick and see how we um, measure up uh, as friends and do we embody these traits or do we practice these things that are in the verses that doesn't make sense but do okay. we just follow along Job's 42 verse Job 42 verse 10 Job's <laughs> Job 42 verse 10 All the Job's. when Job prayed for his friends the Lord restored his fortunes in fact the Lord gave him twice as much as before so I'm going to read the verse now Job that's 40. a verse. Oh wow! Yes, I knew that. <laughs> um. <laughs> NLT really be sounding like a summary. <laughs> um. Anyway, still. <laughs> I'm a little bit off, but it's okay. Job Sorry, guys. Verse ten. We missed our afternoon nap. You don't take afternoon nap. <laughs> oh, I think I'm trying to. Anyways, let's go back to the verse. Job 42.10. If you missed it, because I was not really reading it well. Um, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Um, and that is such a really... <laughs> I'm waiting for the Lord to restore my fortunes. <laughs> I thought of Ariel when I... When I saw this verse, yeah, that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, um, <laughs> the Holy Spirit directed you to me too. But basically, as a Christian friend, or yeah, so I know that there, maybe there's probably people who aren't Christian. This is all 
how to be a true friend according to the Bible. But as someone who is trying to follow the Bible and you're trying to be a good friend, your good friends pray for their friends. Yeah. And that's the point of this verse. And there is a blessing in that. Amen. When you pray for your friends, God rewards you. Yeah. And we shouldn't even be praying for them before the reward because if we go back to what love looks like, um, and when you go back to even Jonathan and David, Jonathan loved David like he loved himself. I'm pretty sure you want someone to pray for you, right? Like, it's this same energy you'd want to have for yourself you should give to others like if you are going through something hard i'm sure you would love to have people praying for you and i'm sure if you've been through something that's challenging and you've received a message here and praying mm-hmm. for you that encourages you so much mm-hmm. right so like when your friends are going through th- something and even if they're not if god drops in there in drops them in your heart then you should pray for them and like i think sometimes we wait till things go like everything goes haywire and things hit the fan before we pray for our friends but realistically like you should be praying for your friends just regularly regularly. like even before a trial or a hardship happens pray for them because they may not always say when something is going wrong in their life and you know you could even pray god continue to keep them god continue to bless them whatever whatever so the next verse is one psalms 133 verse 1 in amplified behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity yeah, so that verse is saying it's really good. <laughs> the verse kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, but, like, dwelling together in unity kind of also speaks to the point that you should have friends, like, you and your friends should be on the same page for the most part. Even if you don't have similar personalities, and even if your lives are not the same, you should be united in your common mission or goal. Like, yeah, if you're like things. Gabby wants, I want to be friends with Gabby. She's chasing her dreams. I'm trying to chase my dreams. Gabby's chasing after God. I'm trying to chase after God. Gabby's putting God first and her family first. I'm gonna do that too. Not but like, it's like if you're driven and then mm-hmm. the person that you're friends with is not driven at all, then there's kind of a divide there. Like yeah, you're not, and it usually does not go the way you want. Where it's like the uh, the dr- friend that's not driven is driven because of you. It's more like you'll become lazy because of your friend. So yeah, like it's really good to um, dwell together or have friends that are on the same page and be united in your vision and your goal and your mindsets about life. Um, we talked about in our IGTV how the importance of unity and Gabby had mentioned if you're not united with yourself, then it's like that's really bad for you. <laughs> so this is a starter pack. Well, the starter pack for yeah. the start you can't be unified with you're someone Tasmanian else if you're devil. not unified <laughs> in yourself. <laughs> You're literally a Tasmanian <laughs> devil, destroying all of your relationships. And I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, no shade or anything. No, so like you can go back and watch her IGTV. It's on Instagram. Um, but basically, she said if... But you, unity starts in yourself. Unity mm-hmm. starts in yourself, and then you can actually be properly unified with other people, and then the body mm-hmm. of Christ, etc. So mm-hmm. for you to dwell together with your brother in unity... It implies that you should be unified in yourself. And then Ariel had the revelation that she actually was studying. What am I speaking for you? Speak for yourself. (laughs) So we were talking about unity. And from that topic with unity, we went on the topic of low self-esteem. And essentially, like, low self-esteem is disunity between yourself and God. Because you're not believing what God is saying about you. You're believing a lie. Um, You're believing a lie. And, like, God is not the father of lies. It's the devil. So the thing is, with low self-esteem, it destroys relationships, like not just romantic relationships, but friendships. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot tell you it's so how true. true that statement is. 
I not have just been the person. Yeah, not just romantic like, relationships. I, like I think people are like, yeah, like low self esteem is only going to destroy your romantic no. relationships. Like you're, no, you know, sis. the media likes to say like, oh, confidence is sexy, so guys don't like girls, or girls don't like guys with low self esteem. But like friends don't like people with low self esteem. <laughs> But it's like, I would just say, you actually, when when I read this verse and and then I remembered what Ari and Gabby said in the IGTV, I was like, wow. Basically, the Bible is saying you cannot be a true friend if you are struggling with low self-esteem and low self-image. And I, we can all testify to it. Like Ari said, she's been, we've, I think we've both had experiences of being the person who had the low self-esteem or the low self-image and how that affected relationships Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And like, I can say like, I think uh, me not being close with a lot of the people that I probably went to high school with or... Yeah, probably high, yeah, high school. Because in that time, I did not have... I really was not where I needed to be. And I had a very terrible low self-esteem and low self-image. Mm-hmm. And I'm not close to those people, but that's on me. Like, mm-hmm. and I know that's on me. Mm-hmm. So, and then I've also experienced people who have low self-esteem and low self-image and how that impacts the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, me just... Drains it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely draining. And, yeah, I'm just going to pick it back off of Jay's point because, like she said, we've both been on both sides. Definitely, as the person who struggles with low self-esteem, low image, you just, no matter what the person, the other person, the relationship or the friendship will do, you will never believe it and you'll never feel enough. Like, you're always going to be second-guessing. There's no trust. There's no trust, yes. And, like, it's really difficult to love someone if you don't believe they love you. So it's just like for romantic and non and friendship relationships, it just really doesn't work. And then as someone who is the friend um, of someone with low self esteem, it really is tiring. Like it's so tiring because nothing you say goes through their head. Um, you can say like you know, or even if you don't say it, your actions that show you love them will never be enough mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And they'll always just carry a tainted view of themselves. And they carry this victim mentality into everything, mm-hmm. and eventually it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy because you're just turned off by how they're behaving that you kind of distance yourself, and then that's, it's yeah, like then the it just it just reinforces part. their mindset. I'm not yeah. enough. I'm blah 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 blah, and they continue to go into other relationships devil. and the with devil. their broken mindset and their broken view of themselves. So it's mm-hmm. so, so, so important to really understand what God says about you and believe it. Another verse that we can use, we can use um, to guide us in our friendships or when we're trying to pursue new relationships is this verse, Proverbs 16, verse 28 in NLT. It says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife, gossip separates the best of friends. Mm-hmm. And yep. That is true. <laughs> I definitely am the person that has grown in this area. Like, sometimes you may be saying things that you don't even realize that you're gossiping. Like, God had to do a work on my tongue. It just bridled my tongue. But it's true. Gossip does separate the best of friends. Even if it's not actually gossip, if the person believes they're, like, gossip. being gossiped about. Is it gossip ever? God, yeah. I get, yeah. Yeah. Then that will just cause them to not trust you, to distance themselves. Blah, 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 blah. And essentially, when you gossip, you're a troublemaker, like the verse says, and you're planting seeds of strife, and you, um, you don't want to be around to see the blossoms of the seeds of strife. So, you know, like, it's just discord. Like, it's just not good. So it's important to, like, be mindful of what you're saying um, about your friends, even if it's true. You never want 
I like the verse, let not your good be evil spoken of. Yeah. Um, that's kind of really helped me in these last few years of my life mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of just be careful of what I say, how <clears throat> I say it, even if it's like not even intended to be like negative. It's just like if, if it's going to be interpreted the wrong way, just don't say anything and just pray about the things that you see. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And what also helps me is just thinking about the fact that if I'm not careful with my tongue, then essentially I'm helping the devil do his job <gasps> disunifying like the church. It's true. I'm like, not me. I'm really not going to make That's the devil's job any easier than it needs to be. I'm not <laughs> going to be. More I'm not going to be his co-captain. So yeah. you can find someone else That's to do that job. Point. I like that. And I think like just I I think honestly I truly believe also the people who can be classified as as having gossiped most of the time did not have a bad intention yeah it's just a case of not you're not controlling your tongue yeah not controlling your tongue tongue. Mm -hmm. and not using wisdom Mm -hmm. and honestly that's why the bible tells us to be slow to speak Mm -hmm. and if we could just practice that more yeah (laughs) one mouth and two ears um and yeah like you can always have like a safe space like if you do need to discuss certain things like you can be mindful of who you're mm-hmm. yeah be mindful of who it is but i guess like I, one thing i heard is to just turn to people who you know like for instance i can know i can come to my sisters and just talk about whatever and like mm-hmm. even even sometimes in the conversation we can catch ourselves being like, okay, yeah, like, this is not the right, mm-hmm. yeah. not the right spirit. Yeah. And we're like, okay, sorry, God. Mm-hmm. But at least we know it's a safe space. And, like, even if it's things that, yeah, it won't be misinterpreted or anything like that. I think another thing that has really helped in this area to prevent me from, you know, be, falling into the enemy's trap to make me a gossiper and then cause discord is, like, I always say after, even if I've noticed something, let's say, for example, like, Gabby's my friend, and I notice she's not where she needs to be, or she's done something that's, like, you know, not good, rather than just say, like, oh, my gosh, and I'll just see Gabby. Like, I always strive to pray for the person more mm-hmm. than I talk about them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, like Jay said, you have safe spaces you can share the things you see, but it should never end there. Like, it should no. be yeah. end with a prayer for the person. Because, like Gabby said, you don't mm-hmm. want to be the one that is just – Helping the enemy achieve what his purpose is. Ultimate 100%. So then our next scripture is Colossians 3 verse 13. In the Amplified says, Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause for complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive. Which we touched on already, but basically friends are forgiving. And in general, as a believer, and the this is a whole nother podcast episode as well. But in general, as a believer, we don't have the right to withhold forgiveness. And that's yeah. period. Yeah. Um, Proverbs 17.9 in the Amplified says, He who covers and forgives an offense seeks love. But he who repeats or gossips about a matter separates intimate friends. Um, and then the ver- same verse in NLT says, Love prospers. When a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. That's really good. And yeah, this is so true. I really read that. So it's not just forgiveness, like where you say, okay, like I I forgive you for whatever it was. It's also moving past. So it's like God is our example for everything. And what's what's his example when he forgives this? He forgets 
the sin, right? Yeah. He he says, I don't even remember what you did. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're human beings, so we can't forget. But we put we make an effort to put that out of our minds. We're not bringing up the, the same issue over and over again. We're not bringing up the offense because yeah. that's not going to help. That's just going to tear the relationship apart. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, forgiveness is the ultimate um, act of love. That was all I was going to say. Okay. Um, Proverbs 22, um, verses 24 to 25 in NLT says, Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Wow. Yeah. So Proverbs is that book. Proverbs if you, like, there you have it. If you have angry friends and people with hot tempers, maybe take a minute to reevaluate and... Think about that, talk to God, and see what God wants you to do. But I think this the principle, though, I think the principle, though, in general, is just that God is telling us to be cautious with who we associate with. Because the reality is, like Ariel mentioned before, people rub off on us. And just like we rub off, rub off on people. And so if you associate yourself with people who have very like very terrible qualities and are not growing at all and you know like just completely in a bad place and you're spending all of your time with that person or a lot of time and they're in your inner circle that's gonna have an impact on you most of the times it doesn't necessarily work that you rub (laughs) off on them in in those like extreme cases Mm -hmm. a lot of the times they end up rubbing off on you and then galatians 6 verse 2 um nlt share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of christ mm-hmm. um so also sharing your the, the burdens of your friends and taking them on as well um i just thought of a question like i guess that talking about the previous verse about not befriending certain people i think like we probably have to do another podcast episode on just like how to even break off a relationship like a friendship mm-hmm. in like that's not a godly going. way. Yeah, and not because have, like, at the end love. of the day, God wants us to still love every single person mm-hmm. and still extend um, love and kindness, and you still should be praying for the person. Mm-hmm. But there is, I do believe, there are times when you do have to cut people for off. For sure, everything like look at life. There's four seasons. Friends are usually for a season. You have the, you do have life friends, but most friends. God puts them in your life to accomplish something in them or maybe in you. And then once it's done, like, the season's over. But yeah, yeah but that's, also, that's a little bit different, though, because in just, seasons, sorry. the seasons kind of take care of themselves. For instance, <laughs> like, God transitions for that you just brought them up. Like, you know what? They're, yeah. they're there for a season, then maybe someone moves away or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. usually what happens. It's yeah. not like you have to now draw I feel like, line. yeah, mm-hmm. in this case, it's like the people that maybe you brought into your inner circle that should have never been in your inner oh, circle to, yeah, and I need to begin with. Like, and you need to distance. Yeah, they can be acquaintances or they can be, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, they should not be the mm-hmm. end-all, be-all, the number one go-to person yeah. if they're um, 
yeah these toxic and that that's a harder that's honestly something that's very hard to do as a christian because in the world it's a lot easier you could (laughs) the concept is just cut them off like (laughs) just cut them off you're done because you don't want to lose sorry but when you do that i feel like a lot of times you could end up leaving on a bad note and harboring someone will harbor resentment Mm -hmm, or like they're feeling or like they might be some unforgiveness and yeah and like ariel said you might lose your witness as a believer as well so I just think it's a little bit more tricky, but that could be another conversation unless you someone already has the answer, but I don't. <laughs> but there's also sorry, as we're talking, it's like I was remember before we did this podcast, I was thinking about talk the whole term of toxic friendships. Um and like people being hesitant to, you know, if they if they've been hurt in the past with friendships, like I don't want to make more friends. Like mm-hmm. I'm just over it. Um, and the reality is, like, that's valid to feel that way because I've been there before. I mean, I was there, like, two minutes ago. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, like I say, I'm not in the position right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not really to interested in friends, friends. friends. It's just a season of life that I'm in. Yeah. I, I can I, agree with Ara that I, at some point, being in situations that was a, draining, very draining, like, I don't want to, you know, befriend anyone right now. But also just, it's just a season of life. Like, mm-hmm. quarantine, hello. <laughs> but it's if you think about it if god is truly if all if god is truly all you need and all your needs are met in christ you don't have to worry about you know being hurt in like that should not be something you worry about because all your needs are met in christ christ is the ultimate friend you need so even if a friend fails you god has never failed you and like yes you may be exposed to hurt but god can like but protect you and buffer you from the pain and whatever so you're not really like scarred forever so i don't think that i don't think of one bad experience or several bad quote-unquote toxic friendships should really mark you off but i think honestly the whole concept of the toxic move the toxic movement i think it's kind of fading now because i listened to a podcast by like um these other girls from youtube and even even what they're saying was kind of what I'm going to say now is the reality is all of us have been toxic friends 100%. at some point in some relationship. Yeah, and definitely. so I don't like the notion of being like, oh, be, because the reality, like you're being so hypocritical. We're so you're actually being so hypocritical. Before you like you introspect mm-hmm. and yeah. you realize, you know what, at some point I have not been mm-hmm. the best friend. Yeah. And that actually allows you to give more grace, grace to yeah the people around you and so i just that's the truth with everything if we remember how flawed we are as humans you would be more quick to forgive the people who hurt you because like you're not like friends who are you friends, to withhold forgiveness unforgiveness when, like everything yeah. like mm-hmm. we're You've not perfect if you just so shine the spotlight grace. on yourself yeah. or ask god to shine his spotlight on your heart you realize like well I guess you are chief among is them. the key. Yeah. Like you need to self awareness, make self awareness yeah. great again, and look at yourself and like your relationships. Yeah. And I remember hearing this ages ago, and I it, I think it still rings true. But if the same situations keep happening to you. You're maybe you are a big part of the problem mm-hmm. because it can't just be that everybody is always wrong all the time you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like all of these yeah. different people from different places are always in the wrong against you and always yeah. against you no. or always doing something about you is yeah. feeding this right yeah. and maybe it is that you you need to introspect and realize that maybe it's your low self-esteem or low self-worth are attracting this energy, mm-hmm. but you need to recognize that and change it. Otherwise, you're going to keep ending up in the same situations yeah. because then you are a part of the problem. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that's what people forget is in any every toxic friendship, even though there might be one person who is more toxic than the other. They were toxic to because that. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's an element it's of toxicity true. in you that allowed the friendship to continue and continue because mm-hmm. you did not. Um, and so it's Make just like great again. Essentially, the, the point of this really is that none of us are perfect, mm-hmm. and this is an opportunity for all of us to grow. Mm-hmm. Moving forward in 2021, we want to be better friends, we want to be better people, mm-hmm. and show greater Christ centered love to the people around yeah. us. So, the so challenge cool. after this podcast is to actually reach out to your friend, mm-hmm. any, a friend that you haven't spoken to in a while, or just go through your anyone um, who is on your heart. Like, yeah. And don't be like fake about to be genuine. Like mm-hmm. it, you know. Just say like, "Hey, you're." Mi- what well, I'm not gonna tell you what to say. You can yeah, figure it out. But like, yeah, it would be quite sad to listen to a whole podcast about friendships and then. Just... But also have a prayerful approach. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I guess like the last thing I want to say is for any element of true friendship, there is always that rawness and that honesty. So. I don't think I think it's an awesome moment for you to evaluate the people that you call your close friends because if you've always been superficial with them, then you know I I think you need to reevaluate if they are actually your close friends because There's you can't you can't bear each other's burdens if you're not a vulnerable person. Yeah, you can't. A lot of these things that we talked about. I was waiting the, for the you basis to, of mm-hmm. that was actually an open, honest. Um, an open, honest relationship with your friends and a rawness that actually gives you the opportunity to grow together and to be brothers with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't... If there is no real conversation about, like, things happening in your life or, like, mm-hmm. who you are and, like, what's going... Like, just raw conversations, where mm-hmm. your goals are, like, things like that, like... That's then, a huge, huge point because yes. then you just set yourself that's, up to be hurt and you have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Like, you're like, my friend's not, you don't care about me, you don't reach out to me. Out, I don't know here. everything. And even when I pray for you, God may not reveal it until you tell me. Mm-hmm. So if you don't say what's up and I ask what's up and you still say I'm fine, like, that friendship can only, you're, you're missing out on an opportunity to see really growth in your friendship mm-hmm. and God's love in that friendship, like, on display. Because, like Jay said, if you, if you're not vulnerable, if you don't share your burdens, I can't bear your burdens. Like I, it's. But that goes back to what Gabby said. Like maybe re, like look at it, reevaluate your friendships, and mm-hmm. maybe it is that you actually have higher expectations, and that is setting up for more disappointment and feelings of like, oh, this friendship is not quite working for me. But maybe the answer is that you actually just need to get more real with the person because mm-hmm. if you are having high like expectations of this person to be like the best friend. But you never ever had any like deep conversations, then uh, something isn't adding up there. Yeah, that and also to the point of communication, also mm-hmm. because like you have a lot of people who, you know, I may view people as acquaintances, but may, they may view me as best friends mm-hmm. and may be holding me up to this best That's friend true. standard, expecting me to meet these things. Yeah. When to in my head, I see them as an acquaintance. So I'm only yeah. which is why you have to you have, have to, yeah, exactly. And to those conversations are always nice. Sometimes it's yeah. like you just have to be like, hey, so like, I don't know, like in that context of what mm-hmm. I was saying, like, I see you as a really close friend. I don't know, maybe you don't see me as that, but like, I'd really like to be closer to you. Like, just mm-hmm. just a simple conversation. I know it's not comfortable, but if you don't communicate it's your, your benefit, needs, though. Yeah. Don't yeah. assume that the other person knows what you're feeling or what you mm-hmm. want. Because no, you don't know what I'm feeling and what I want. Yeah. So yeah. how are you going to expect me to? Bring the same energy. And also, like, a reason I brought up honesty, too, is just 
for boundaries reasons. So like if you are having a difficult time or like maybe there has been some issues in friendships or like like we we're mentioning about before where you you might have friendships that you might need to kind of step away from for, for a little bit. If you don't have that honesty there, then you're not able to actually have that conversation about, hey, I need this time because, or like just you need to have a conversation about boundaries if you're in that position. And when you people are actually able to have conversations with their um, loved ones about boundaries or like where they are at the moment and what they need, it actually salvages relationships and it's a healing. True. It's definitely healing. Even if it was like, even if you're stepping away from that person, you're stepping away on a good note yeah. and you're actually allowing that person to leave saying, you know what, like I respect you. Mm-hmm. And if for, ever, for whatever reason, if that friendship is supposed to reopen again in the future, there's that opening because you had the honesty you had that open conversation and people respect that that's so true the point about boundaries is like huge because you can god can put someone in your life and it's you know a good friendship but if you allow them to walk all over you then you Mm -hmm. deny god of the opportunity to fulfill what he really wanted to in that friendship Mm -hmm. and like no one your friends are not going to know what is like you know your breaking point or what is a trigger for you or whatever unless you share it and like i recently had to speak to one of my friends last year um and share like oh actually hey like i'm very like, I am the type of person that will take on burdens. So when you dump your burdens on me, you're actually causing me a lot of stress. Not that I don't love you, but, like, mm-hmm. can we maybe switch it up? Not all, not every day, like, your hardships. Yeah. Like, maybe just, like, lighthearted communication, too. Mm-hmm. And that was a very hard message to send. I remember I literally was, like, freaking out about it, crying about <laughs> it. I had to go to Gabby and Jay, and they're like, just send the message. But, like, honestly, that allowed me to grow close, closer to that person because had I not said that, they would not have known where my mm-hmm. headspace was at. And they valued me so much more mm-hmm. because I was honest. Yeah, yes. 100%. So don't assume it's, you know, the saying already. <laughs> um, hopefully that was interesting for you guys and you learned something. But yes. above all, like the whole podcast, like everything, I hope that interesting. you interesting. Oh, they said it in the tr- no, I hope it was interesting. But more than that, I really hope that it actually triggered something within you to reflect and see how you can be a better friend to the people around you because we all can and February we're going into it's a month that you know Valentine's kind of takes over but I wanted to focus on more than just a romantic relationship the reality is most people aren't in a romantic relationship and they aren't in a romantic relationship for people have friends longer than they've had romantic relationships for I find and like you'll have friends that you have for your entire life mm-hmm. and like god forbid anything happened to your spouse your friends and your family mm-hmm. are what's going to be there so you do need to take care and you do need to nurture your friendships and your other relationships it's, it's not just about the lovey dovey more than that you cannot be a good significant other if you're not a good friend a lot yeah, of the principles that apply to friendship apply to relationships you still have to be intentional about your communication to be honest you need to be vulnerable yeah. you need nothing to check changes in. Just nothing changes just because you're trying exactly. but number one yeah like whoever you are pursuing or whoever becomes like your your significant other yeah the foundation friendship. is friendship like i, I always said like uh, that person is going to end up becoming your family and family is well i know you're like, dating with the intention to marry. if you're dating with the intention to marry then that family member like obviously we choose family and we also have family that's blood but people who we are close to we call them family they're our friends first Mm -hmm. and 
there is that kind of communication level between them and you're able to be honest and open and mm-hmm. share things. And then a, a romantic relationship just adds on physical attraction. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the basis is literally friendship. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So on that note, uh, we'll catch you guys next week where we'll be talking about romantic relationships, but oh, not the lack of, I guess, <laughs> and how to be single and thriving and what that looks like as a believer and just how to own it. Because honestly, gags. Gags. <laughs> gags. <laughs> and how to own it. So, um, yeah. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. And we will catch you guys next week. Toodaloo. Bye. Thank you.